Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, my esteemed co-host for the last 14 years. I went through and kind of counted how many years we've been doing this. Dr. Kathy Greenberg is with us today. And you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And we're always focusing on what are some of the tips, tools to help you and the people that you lead. Sometimes it's, it's your organization or your team. Sometimes it's your family to perform in the top 10%. This top 10% is a tipping point and some of the research shows that people who are in the top 10% uh, produce or are more profitable or better leaders than uh, people who are in the 89th and below, actually twice as, as profitable, twice as effective, twice as productive as somebody who's in the 89th percentile. So this idea of doing a few things different, sometimes it's doing a few things more. And Kathy, in my new book, Emotional Brilliance, we use that as a term of how can you be brilliant in the moment? What are the few things you could do differently, few things you could do more? And are you able to kind of know what to summon, what to bring into those situations, a concept that we talk about as your go-to? So when you're in that situation, what do you retrieve? What do you summon to be your best, to be someone who's in the top 10%? And let me bring on... Uh, my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and as many of you know, if you've been listening to us over all those years, you know, Kathy is an expert on positive psychology, the science of courage. She's the uh, author of nine books, including What Happy Companies Know, What Happy Mothers Know, Fearless Leaders is another book, Sharpen Your Focus, uh, and now Emotional Brilliance, our book, Leaving, uh, Living a Stressless and Fearless Life. Kathy has a free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now, where then you could not only hear her, but you can see her glowing face. So, Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Relly. I actually like your name for the book better than the one we have. <laughs> I like it, Leaving a Stressless, Fearless Life, because we are all looking forward to moving forward, having everything in 2021 that we hope for. And of course, as we move forward, uh, we are all still anticipating many of those hopes and dreams while living in a constant environment uh, of chaos. And I'm very excited today to have, um, to have uh, Anna Marie with us because she's going to talk about getting back into ourselves what's best for us, our mental, emotional, and physical states through connecting to nature. Um, of course, before we bring uh, Anna Marie on, for those of you who are, you know, regulars, um, gosh, what is it, 15, almost, no, 14 years we've been doing this, and um, I'm sure everybody who's listening uh, knows that my favorite co-host uh, and dear friend and colleague, Relly. Um, is uh, one of the best and most, uh, I want to say, um, expert 
top trainers, psychologists, and executives, uh, coaches in the area of emotional intelligence. And we both love the subject. Uh, Relly, however, has written uh, seven books uh, on coaching. And uh, his mainstay, which uh, most of us keep on our, our bedstand, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, you know, offers so many wonderful tools, which Relly and I have also evolved into the new book, Emotional Brilliance. But uh, Relly also has a great book with uh, another wonderful friend of ours and a coach uh, called Physician Burnout. So I think uh, as we go into 2021, uh, Relly, I feel, I hope our audience feels, uh, like we are more prepared. Um, I think for many of us, uh, the, um, the grief uh, is, is passing through us quickly, more quickly. We're letting our feelings resolve themselves more effectively. But we need sustainability. And while we talk about uh, the ideas of grit and toughness uh, in, in many of our everyday conversations by focusing on what's positive in our lives and energizing ourselves, I think today we're going to get a great insight on how to do that effectively by simply being in nature. So I'm very excited for today's show. Great, Kathy. I'm excited, too. So let me just say a word that we know about um, Anne Marie Watson. And she and I uh, just chatted a little bit before just about her uh, love of the outdoors. And, and uh, Anne Marie is a certified performance coach who loves to escape the confines of the four walls and take conversations into nature. So we're going to hear more about that. She is a former British Army officer. She has worked in challenging environments from the snowy Arctic tundra to hot and sandy deserts, though currently resides uh, within the rolling countryside of Wilshire uh, in England. She has an insatiable curiosity at the world and is self-certified learning junkie. I think, Kathy, you and I could also qualify as that, and that's one of the reasons we do this show, because we can learn from folks. And is a post, she's a postgraduate, has a postgraduate certificate in applied coaching from the University of Derby and a master's in teaching from the University of Sydney among other psychological, psychometric-based tools. So along with her passion for performance and coaching, Anne-Marie has a severe ultra-running habit. She loves racing overseas, and before COVID, regularly achieved podium positions on the International Ultra Trail Tour Series, Marathon de Sables, and other crazy long-distance events. Anne-Marie is on a mission to encourage a different approach to work, where our natural environment is valued and brought into the business world. So I'm really excited uh, to hear from Anne-Marie. Kathy, as you know, my, my master's thesis was really designing curriculum for these outdoor adventure, outward bound programs, you know, and so how do we make sense of kind of what goes out in the, uh, in the outdoors and how does that change us? So Anne-Marie, well, welcome to the show. Hey, Hello, 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 and greetings from a wintry Wiltshire in England, and I am absolutely delighted to be here um, this evening. It is five o'clock now in England, and it is great to be able to reach over the Atlantic and join you both today. Beautiful. So maybe, Kathy, how did you, how did you meet Emery? Because you had that contact, and then we will kind of go from there with the questions we have. 
Yeah, uh, well, it, it was a serendipitous meeting uh, at first. So, um, you know, I'd be online doing my International Coach Federation work, and uh, Anne-Marie's um, lovely face came up, um, and, uh, you know, also uh, in our, you know, many, many um, classes, I would, you know, I would hear her, her voice. And one of the things that I really appreciated was her background. Um, it was, you know, no mystery to me um, that somebody who has a background uh, in, um, you know, uh, the British military or ultra uh, marathons uh, is going to be somebody that, you know, that, that I want to learn from and speak to. As you know, and um, I'm sure we have friends in, in common, Anna-Marie, one of our colleagues who's one of our network coaches is a former uh, SAS um, uh, cultural support attache. And, um, you know, I'm in a relationship with a Navy special warfare um, uh, active duty professional and uh, a dear, dear friend of ours who is, in fact, featured in our latest video uh, is a ultra-marathoner and trains other ultra-marathoners. So I said, I have to speak to this woman. I have to meet this woman. <laughs> and uh, engaged with Anna-Marie in email, and I'm so excited you're here. Welcome. We cannot wait to share all of your wonderful insights, uh, which probably starts with your background uh, in, in, you know, leadership and coaching and then how you came to be a leader within the ICF, the International Coach Federation community, and now an independent. So congratulations. Thank you so much for just sharing how I stumbled across um, and into your work. Um, I always find it fascinating how people are connected and how small the world actually is. Um, so yes, I'll I'll dive on in with my um, leadership background and present how I've got to ultimately where I am now. So the leadership and the military go absolutely hand in hand. Um, so I served nine years in the British Army and going through the leadership training, we have a year at the Royal Military Academy Sandhurst, whose motto is serve to lead. And I think that always really just places everything in context and gives us a really interesting approach to leadership, which I think is often overlooked and forgotten. And it gives us a really useful tool as well within our coaching as well and how we are there to serve our clients. So I think it just really brings it together really nicely. During my tenure in the army, um, as mentioned during my introduction, um, I served, you know, in, in the hot and sandy places of um, Iraq and Afghanistan. I did three operational tours, uh, which in my 20s, when I look back now at the responsibility that I had and the soldiers that I was leading, it just absolutely confounds me how I kind of worked through things at the time, though. You know, I'd had the training and ultimately I was there to look after my soldiers. And now when I look back, I see that is where the foundations of my coaching work was was started. Ultimately, it is all about building rapport with your soldiers, getting to know them, asking questions, and then really listening. 
So that is, you know, in the vehicle parks, whether it's out on patrol, it was all about looking after my soldiers and encouraging and leading them. And when I left the army, um, I'd already got a qualification in expedition leading. So during my time in the army, as part of, you know, downtime, R&R, I'd organized and led expeditions. I did a couple over to the Grand Canyon in America, which I've got very fond memories of and had a couple of great nights in Las Vegas as well. But we won't talk about that now um, in Southeast Asia and in Europe. And, and this was where the leadership in the outdoors kind of really kind of came to the fore. I'd basically grown up free range and um, taking a step backwards. So very much I'd be at school, I'd be looking out the windows, I'd want to be outside. That was my natural environment. It's where I felt safe, it's where I felt comfortable. And actually that is a thread that has kind of continued um, through my life. So it was all... Anne-Marie, just hold that thought. Don't, don't, I will. don't want to miss a word. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a quick break, um, and we will be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. We're talking to Anne-Marie Watson, who's on a mission to encourage a different approach to work where our natural environment is valued and brought into the business world. Hurry back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you're truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're 
listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Anne-Marie Watson. We're going to zero in on her work in the outdoors. And Anne-Marie, you talked about, uh, with your British military experience, serve to yield. And I mentioned um, that I worked for these Outward Bound programs that was, that was formed by a, a man named Kurt Hahn uh, after World War II. And he had these trainings, these long trainings, you know, kind of Coast Guard-type trainings, that he was looking for what was called a moral equivalent of war. Why does someone need to go to war and then say they've, they found out who they were? So how could they do that without some of the risk? And the Outward Bound um, adage is to serve, to strive, and not to yield. And so he designed these whole outdoor adventure programs that I mentioned. For me, did some my master's thesis was what happens on those and what are the occasions for meaning? And I want to kind of hear from you. What I saw, things like risk, trust in others, uh, that sense of awe, being in the outdoors, and then all of a sudden these defenses that we normally would have indoors open up for a moment. And in that open up with the physical aspects and all that, we are less defended and something powerful can happen to people in the outdoors. And then, you know, my master's thesis was, well, how do we talk about that? I mean, these powerful things happen, but how do we make sense of it and all that? So I'd love to get your sense of, as you work in the outdoors, kind of what brought you there and what do you see maybe different than the indoors? So ultimately what brought me into the outdoor space working in coaching and working with leaders that was a part of it. So I'd been in the military, I'd worked in the outdoor space leading expeditions. And when I left the army, I wasn't sure which way to go. I ended up working in leadership development in the Middle East. And one of my colleagues was a qualified coach. And I was really curious around getting some qualifications within coaching once I'd learned a bit about it. So I went in, um, on a couple of ICF accredited courses and all of them were indoors, sat down. And for me, that is not my natural environment. I feel very confined. So every opportunity with peer coaching training, I would be you know, either walking around a room, stood looking out a window or outside. So for me, I very much felt the benefits. It was very experiential. This was my, what, what I felt. And then moving in and kind of setting up my own business, which has been a gradual, you know, 10 year journey, very much working, you know, full time, having the business on the side, going part time, doing project work. And now, you know, having established it, um, it was still coaching outdoors is not really very well known. If you're looking for a leadership coach, actually having the opportunity to be outdoors is it's it's not really talked about. Not many coaches work within this niche. And almost I felt as if I was stepping outside the norm. In the corporate world, you're kind of expected work happens inside, sat down at a computer there or in a conference room. So this was a real kind of parting of ways. And I took a lot of courage and confidence for me to do that. Though ultimately, the more I did it and the more I then started connecting with other coaches who work within this field, of which there are a growing number, which is really encouraging, we 
started to share kind of observations and what did we see with our clients. And there's definitely a general kind of theme that is, is reported. And very much just to capture some of the main ones, the, there's, there's a sense of away from you are, you know, physically in a different environment from, you know, your office space or working from home as we are at the moment. Um, you're away from the organisation. So mentally, you're in a different state. You're away from the politics. And that is very freeing. It's very liberating. It really opens things up so you can see things differently. It's almost like you're beyond the system that you're a part of. So you can then hold it in a state of curiosity and explore it and come up with different possibilities. So there's a very much there's the away from bit when you kind of head into nature. There's there's also and there's been a lot of scientific research around you know the impact of nature, the benefits of it, how you feel a lot more relaxed, how you feel refreshed, how you feel rejuvenated at a physical and a psychological level. And this can be traced back to some of the work that the Kaplans did in the 1980s about this element of soft fascination. Your mind can almost recharge and draw that kind of inspiration from from nature. So you've got this different kind of perspective. And then you know, there's Marie, something about... Yeah. I was just going to say, Emery, as you're, as you're talking, um, you can hear the enthusiasm, right, really? You can do, I mean, there's, you're pulling people almost into the, um, to the idea of this beautiful <laughs> um, experience. No, seriously. And, you know, obviously, Raleigh and I are, are, are really, you know, big advocates. Now, I'll tell you that... Um, a lot of my speaking engagements had originally been canceled uh, for 2020, and now they're being revitalized, and, and I will come to the question in a second. What I find interesting is the special forces uh, folks, um, the military folks, they've reoriented to being in outdoor environments for these events, and... Um, you know, I think it, they're they're keen, you know, to use the uh, almost not the excuse, but the the circumstances to say, look, we're going still going to do our leadership programs. We're just going to do them outdoors, you know. So as you think about people in the corporate environment who've been really stifled being indoors for as long as they have. Especially, you know, I'm right now in Florida. Everybody's outdoors. You know, unlike in California where everybody's indoors. I, I would love to hear what are the, you know, real benefits that you see a client take away from that experience and maybe one memorable um, leadership coaching moment working outdoors that led to that. So I'd say a, a key benefit, and this is a big differentiator between coaching indoors, depending how it's set up, is that you are walking alongside somebody. And that really shifts the dynamic within the coaching conversation, as opposed to being sat opposite somebody. And that can be fairly confrontational you can be exposed you are thinking more about the body language and the the conversation tends to bounce backwards and forwards with limited time to reflect to pause to have silence but when you're walking alongside somebody it is far more expansive it's far more open 
And this is something that there's a, there's a coach, um, I'd just love to share her details, called Alex Byrne. She's just done a master's at Henley Business School in the UK. And she's done some research into this. And she spoke to a lot of coaches and clients and drew from their experiences. And the one thing that came up again and again and again was this walking alongside somebody. And again, the metaphor for that as a coach that you're, you know, you're partnering with someone, you're walking a path with them, you're finding, you know, a new way forward really kind of comes into play as well. So that's definitely like a big, big takeaway for that coaching leader's um, benefits. That's, that's beautiful. And I think uh, we can transform that for our listeners, um, you know, so the, the walking, the hiking, it'd be good to hear kind of what, uh, what kind of expeditions you also do in a moment. But this idea of kind of being shoulder to shoulder and often some of these uh, great conversations can happen if you take a drive with someone. And again, some of the, some of the stuff that I've talked about and Kathy's talked about in gender differences, men are going to be a little more comfortable looking ahead versus necessarily looking right at the person and shoulder to shoulder. And if you want to have a good conversation with your significant other spouse or partner, go take a long drive. You're kind of trapped in the car, and but it's, it's more comfortable than kind of being face-to-face, eye-to-eye, you know, especially when you want to have some serious conversations. So, so kind of with us, tell us a little bit more about what kind of expeditions you do. Like, you know, what have you done? Is it, is, do you go walking with the coaching clients? To, you know, are there expeditions that there's multi-day or kind of how do you do, what do you, what's your uh, preferred way of doing that? So I very much categorize my expedition work as um, in a separate part of my portfolio, shall we say. And I'll admit I've done less expedition work in the last two to three years because I find it really impacts on my ultra running and you know I'm competing at an international level with my running so to go out and do a expedition whether it's a week two weeks or a month it really interrupts my program so I've only you know I've taken a step back from that I do the shorter expedition work and when I do that now I tend to work for a company called World Challenge which works with um, youth groups So I find that that, again, brings a really interesting, different perspective to my work. And they're very much there to develop their leadership skills. And actually, the theories and the underpinning foundations are exactly the same with what you transpose into the business world. Mm -hmm. So the coaching that I do outdoors with my clients, and at the moment, a lot of it is virtual. And this is, in a way, a niche within a niche Um, coaching outdoors virtually so I will be outside on my phone with my earpiece in walking in a part of Wiltshire and my clients will be taking a walk you know wherever they are I've got some in Wiltshire some further further afield in the UK so you're both walking though not with each other though we're having this coaching conversation um, as we go and it's been a really interesting shift particularly as we are all working from home within the UK and we're in lockdown 3.0, which I think is going to be going on until mid to end end of March. So we've got, it's it's in for the long haul, but actually being able to take a break, to step outside and to go for these conversations as part of our exercise and really bring something different. Though before the various restrictions, I would very much meet people face to face. We would go for a coaching conversation, whether that would be, you know, an hour or 90 minutes. 
And choosing the location is, you know, absolutely key. And there's a lot to think about around that to make sure that you are safe from a, you know, a physical and a psychological basis. And you want to have the whole kind of walk logistics sorted so that they are not going to distract you at all from the coaching because ultimately it's a coaching conversation. You're there to really have a look at things, to focus on leadership development. There doesn't want to be any distractions or, you know, getting lost or um, sometimes, you know, noise or people or animals. It's really you want to be considered about where you actually carry this out. And Marie, as we talk about being distracted, I hate to do this again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) We could listen to you forever. Um, So I just want to make sure everybody knows, please come right back. We're having a delightful conversation with Anne-Marie Watson, who's on a mission to encourage a different approach to work where our natural environment is valued and brought into the business world. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking to a top performer, Anne-Marie Watson, and how she's integrating um, experiential learning, nature, uh, into her coaching. And so maybe, Anne-Marie, say a little bit, just so we know, as a background around your ultra marathons, you know, how, 
uh, how far are those, and then we can get into kind of how you uh, maybe some of those experiences. You know, uh, what do you do specifically more around the coaching piece? But let's just start with the first part. So, say a little bit about some of those ultra marathons that you do. So, I will totally caveat this. Caveat this with ultra running is utterly crazy, um, and. It is ultimately running a long way. So looking at a definition of ultra running, it is basically any uh, distance over a marathon. So you're looking at 50 kilometers or more. Though in itself, ultra running is a very, very varied beast. So you have, you know, some people will focus on 50 Ks and then you may want to increase the distance to 100 Ks, 100 miles. There are people who do 200 miles, then there are multi-stage. Some people love doing it around around a track for 24 hours, whereas other people will head off to different environments. For me, I love the mountains. It is all about being in the mountains, being in nature, being completely immersed. And I love that liminal time of day when it goes from day to dusk and then night till day again. And you just, you're out there on your own, in the mountains, on the trails, and it is just phenomenal. You feel so powerful, though also so insignificant, set against the backdrop of everything. It's just stunning. What's what's the longest one you've done? So the longest I have done is a hundred miler. It is in the um, in the Alps. It passes through France, Italy, and Switzerland. It's called wow. the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc. It is the kind of the, the premier event, shall we say, on the Ultra Trail World Tour series, and it is a meeting of ultra runners from across the world. And that's another part of it that I enjoy is just connecting with other athletes from all around the world. And there's a massive, big festival feeling in Chamonix. It happens at the end of August every year, and it is just a really, really special occasion. Unfortunately, it was cancelled last year in 2020, and um, though I'm Cautiously optimistic it will be on this year, and I'm really excited to be returning. Yeah, I've supported a, an ultramarathon uh, in Virginia Beach uh, with, um, with some of the guys from Navy Special Warfare who, who test themselves in these uh, all-night events. You know, they start early in the morning on, like, a, a Friday and they go all the way, you know, through Sunday. And um, it's amazing the things that they have to do to keep themselves going, really. So as I go into this question about what kind of coaching skills, um, you know, a person believes they need are essential, you know, to take practices outdoors, I had to learn a lot about the mental state of an ultramarathoner in order to support them along the way. It's not about um, the physical. It's about, right. you know, the, the mental stamina. Yeah. So, um, but there are things, right, that we all have to do, Adam Marie. So tell, tell us a little bit about what are the top three coaching skills from your own experiences uh, you believe are essential to support, you know, taking these practices outdoors? Because, you know, I don't want the average coach <laughs> who's listening, even the master certified coach who's listening, to think that, you know, they're ready to take what they're doing outdoors. It, it takes a little bit of a different level of effort as a coach. It really does. And this is 
a balance that I'm super conscious of when I'm speaking to other coaches because I'm so passionate about encouraging people to head outdoors though I really need to kind of just pull that back a little bit to make sure that it is done safely otherwise people will just be heading off into the outdoors without any preparation and ultimately as soon as you step outside the confines of four walls there is an element of risk and it's how do you manage that risk and risk as well is a really interesting subject because it is so different depending on who you're talking to because what I see as a risk may be completely different to what you see as a risk or your client sees as a risk. So a lot of it is around risk management, which as part of our kind of coaching skills, it's it's, it's the foundations. I, I don't think you can even get to the coaching part if you haven't got this fundamental basis sorted. So it's about yourself you know, in a way, diving into your connection with the outdoors and nature. What's your relationship with nature? How comfortable do you feel? How comfortable does your client feel? So it's very much within forming the coaching agreement. How do you set the conditions for success? And yes, you know, we do that in a normal coaching partnership, but we really need to bring the outdoors into that to make sure that we all have the same expectations and that we are all are safe. Whether that is from a physical perspective, wearing, you know, the right shoes and the right outdoor equipment, depending on what environment you're going into or how long you're going for, making sure you maybe you've got safety equipment or food or water. So it's really covering those basics. And I always encourage everybody, if they're taking responsibility for, you know, another person in the outdoors, to have an outdoor first aid certificate, which is something that within coaching you wouldn't even really think about. Though actually if we're going outside, we want to make sure that the, you know, that the medical side of things is really sorted, which again you wouldn't ask questions around in a normal coaching partnership. Yeah. So it's well, you it's know, making sure yeah, that those are say, all covered. And, yeah, and Ray, I was just going to say, and Relly, you can jump in here because you've been doing, both of you, you know, have been doing these outdoor programs for a long time. But what I thought was a really important relationship to have was with your local police department because when these folks are running all night long and they're going through a national park at night when the park is supposed to be closed and they're caught jumping over a fence and somebody calls and says, the National Park is being raided, <laughs> and the police show up. It's like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. You know, we have, a, we have an ultra marathon going on here. People are not invading the National Park. So, you know, I'd, I'd love for both of you to, to talk about some of the coach uh, approaches you take to even preparing yourself for these events, because you've got people's lives in your hands. Go ahead, Emory. So, so ultimately, as soon as you meet somebody in a public space, then you know you have a responsibility for them, for yourself, and general public as well. So it's yes, the police, yes, the you know the medical services, and also making sure that you're insured as well. And when I'm working with clients within a leadership coaching perspective. When I'm working, you know, day to day, it is very much I will meet them in certain locations that I've recced, I've been to before. Um, I tend to do this, you know, during daylight hours um, because I want to think of my safety as well. As a as a, a relatively petite female, I want to make sure that I'm safe, particularly if I'm meeting a client for the first time as well. So it is very much about, you know, being sensible and 
making sure that you are taking all of these kind of necessary precautions, whether it's kind of letting someone know where you are, what time you're going to be back. And th- this is all kind of setting the foundations before you even get into the, the, the leadership coaching part of it. And, you know, when I'm doing my ultra running crazy events and I do work with a couple of athletes with their running coaching, Again, it, it comes down to this safety. And if you're going out at night at all, it's a totally different case. And you really need to be very thorough. And, you know, um, you want to be thinking about risk assessments and pulling them together so that you are really coming up with sanity checking everything and making sure that all the measures that you've put in place um, so that everyone is safe from a physical and a psychological basis. I love the word you use, recce, for those of us who, who are listening. That's <laughs> reconnaissance. You have to go out and do your patrol and reconnaissance before you come back and let everyone loose. Relly, I'm sure you're smiling to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I have a, a good question. I mean, this is the kind of the carryover uh, of the outdoor stuff, and, and especially also your uh, ultra marathons. You know, I think a lot of times in the outdoors, at least when I've led expeditions, you know, they've been 23 days. I did I did a semester course for college students, which was three months, and they got college credit, and we had all kind of expeditions. But it really is a kind of a projective technique for how groups work together, and so that's one aspect. You know, and now with corporations, I've done ropes course things where, where they have to kind of do team building, and that's been great. For the individual coaching, I think one of the transferable skills, especially from your ultramarathon, and Kathy mentioned it, is the mental part. And so... Um, people aren't necessarily that we're coaching or doing a ultra marathon, but the mental training that maybe it's a task they're presenting in, in front of a board, or maybe they got a new team, and it's that kind of preparation and the mental game. What, like, what have you noticed for yourself that's allowed you, especially at the distances and and the mental part? Like, what what's some of your self talk like, and how does that transfer? Because in the coaching world, we are talking to people about how they talk to themselves. And what have you, know, what have you noticed that's been successful about that mental piece? So, I mean, from an ultra-running perspective, it is mind over matter every single time. And it is your mental rhetoric that will right. keep you going or ultimately cause you to ground to a halt and stop. And have that dreaded DNF, which no athlete wants. So it is very much about setting up strategies on how to support yourself. And often, you know, we can be our worst critic and our worst enemy with kind of supporting ourselves (laughs) negatively. So how can you switch that up and have mantras? And I very much liken ultras almost to everyday life it's about breaking it down into manageable chunks if i think of 100 miles that is huge like how can i tackle 100 miles i still can't believe i actually finished 100 miles and it had 10,000 meters of ascent in there as well so it is bringing it back to okay so the next step the next aid station breaking it down into these manageable chunks getting it to you know up the up to the next hill when can i eat next and i will openly admit that if i'm out training hard food is a huge motivator and you know often it'll bring it's about bringing yourself back to the moment it's about breathing it's about you know the counting game if things are getting really start tough like one to 20 start again and when i'm racing i'm very much looking at my data 
whether that's heart rate, whether that's ascent, whether that's pace. So it's really looking at the numbers so I know um, how, how fast I'm moving so I can place myself in the bigger context. So it's all about remaining present. Often if you start to zone out, that's when things start to go wrong. It's very much around maintaining maintaining presence, maintaining my physical state and my mental state as well, which I find is a really transferable back into the leadership right. world and the business world. It's all about maintaining our presence. It's about maintaining our state. How do we interact with others? Um, and how do we motivate ourselves? And then how do we motivate others as well? We're going to stay right there, Anne-Marie. We're going to go to one last break. Everybody, please come back. We have so much to share in the last few minutes of the show with our guest, Anne-Marie Watson. So please come right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic plays to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We've been talking with uh, Anne-Marie Watson about how does she reach for more? And if you want to contact her or see some of her information, reach for more stands for RFM coaching. 
reach for more coaching. So rfmcoaching.com is her website. And then, uh, Anne Marie, it sounds like you've got some interesting projects that are just getting going. So in this last segment, maybe you can share some of that with us. Thank you so much for sharing the details of my website. And uh, there are a series of blog blog articles and interviews I've done with other um, associations for people to dip into from an ultra running perspective, but also from a leadership perspective as well. So, yeah, I would be delighted if your listeners kind of check anything out. And I'm always happy to, you know, continue the conversation around anything that we have touched on today. So, yes, I would love to uh, share some details about a couple of projects that I've been involved in lately. The first of which was joining forces with another coach, Alex, who I mentioned previously with her work on coaching outdoors and the dissertation for her master's at Henley Business School. So we collaborated to co-write a chapter in a new coaching book that uh, Professor Jonathan Passmore wrote. And he's absolutely prolific. He's been nominated as thought leader within the coaching world and he edits a phenomenal amount of books. So this is his latest one, The Coach's Handbook. And it's a real smorgasbord, one-stop, fits all of advice for coaches or for managers who are interested in coaching and this is the first time a chapter on outdoor coaching has been included in a book like this so it was a real honor to be able to collaborate and work with Alex and to be featured in there so you know I'd be delighted for listeners to check that out it was published in um, October 2020 through Routledge Um, and if you can check it out on Amazon it is there too to, to to buy and to read and to digest so that's the first one the second one is it's about to launch next week. We have got a Anna podcast Marie, in the making. Anna Marie, just give us the name of the uh, John is a great guy. Uh, the Passmore book. Could you give us the title? It is the Coach's Handbook. Thank you. So the the coach the Coach's Handbook, which was edited by Professor Jonathan Passmore, and when you look at the other contributors to the the book it's got some real world-renowned coaches in there sharing their expertise so it's definitely worth checking out then the second project to share is a website that i am launching with alex next week and it is www.coaching-outdoors.com so that's coaching-outdoors.com And it is basically a series of podcast interviews where we have reached out to fellow coaches who work within the outdoor space. So they're practitioners, they know their trade, they're out there day in, day out working with clients and often in different environments, whether that's urban, whether that's by the sea, whether it's maybe more based on NLP or maybe more systemic coaching technique. We've had one client who's been very interested in the environment and kind of pulling that in and how do you then encourage diversity and inclusion within the outdoor space. There's some real topical subjects. So we're going to be releasing podcasts every Tuesday and it's going to be bi-weekly and we're going to have these practitioners. Then we're going to be talking to other experts as well, whether that's in neuroscience, blue-green health, um, mental health. Uh, but all elements that can be drawn into leadership coaching within the outdoor space. So it's going to be a real practical exercise with lots of top tips to take away. 
That's great to hear. So uh, if we can support you in that, uh, like I said, both Kathy and I are outdoor enthusiasts and, and really seeing what the, what's the difference happening in outdoors. So it's great that you're going to have kind of a medium to talk about that because I think some of that can really be transformational and can help people change that story about themselves. So thank you for that. And anything, last kind of things that you want to, like as far as kind of coaching tips, uh, if you were to have, you know, someone wanted to kind of do that, they would go on a walk with their uh, client and would it be 90 minutes and, you know, any other kind of tips if someone wants to, you know, take a coaching session outdoor to do a dry run? So I would really like just to reiterate the elements around prior preparation and planning. And this is a bit of a military mantra, I'll admit, that my color sergeant during training really hammered home to us. It's all about prior preparation and planning. So take that into account and think about, okay, where am I going to do? How am I going to cover health and safety? What about first aid? What about insurance? What's the route? Where are we going to meet? Are there toilets there? Is there a cafe that we can pop into to grab a coffee? Really just brainstorm that. Go and do that reconnaissance on your own. And then I'd really recommend testing it out with a a colleague. Get a coaching colleague who you are in touch with and invite them to come and sample it with one of your peers and they will give you honest feedback as well. And sometimes things can go wrong. You may get lost. You might have forgotten something. Um, The weather needs to be taken into account as well. So just really do a dry run and then reflect on it afterwards. Okay, how can I improve this? How can I pull this together better? And, you know, with outdoor coaching, it can be anything. I've had sessions from half an hour to a full day. Clearly, it requires a lot of different logistical thinking and the way that you structure the coaching framework and what interventions or tools or techniques you can may bring into it but really you know sometimes you know have a bit of an outline plan but then be prepared to be you know super organic and fluid and work around your client as well absolutely beautiful Anne marie i just want to remind everybody your website www.rf mcoaching.com. You can also reach Anna Marie at www.linkedin.com slash in slash a Watson for backslash. Again, rfmcoaching.com. Anna Marie, you have been a motivating, absolutely charismatic, wonderful advice providing. Uh, coach today and we just adored every minute of it. So remember it's what, when, where and how. Test it out before the program with a coach friend and uh, hopefully you'll be logging in to Anna Marie's programs, www.coaching slash or dash outdoors.com So thank you Anna Marie. We loved every minute. Thank you Anna Marie and to our audience continue to tune in to tune up your performance and we'll be with you again next week. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.